step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. They may sound nuts, so do the Wright brothers. Now, here's Flieger and Briggs. That's right. Welcome to It's Just Sports with Flieger and Briggs right here on the 12-Ounce Sports Network. And uh, you can catch everything that you need to see, podcasts, live sporting events, right on 12-Ounce Sports Network and on Zingo TV. So just all you have to do is download Zingo TV and uh, put in 120Z, and um, it's free. We don't have Flieger and Briggs tonight. We have Briggs and Finkelstein. I like it. I think it's pretty nice. It's quiet. It rolls off the tongue. Yes. Briggs and Finkelstein. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that catchy? If it's not a coffee shop, it's a podcast. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) But, uh, you know, uh, drop us an email. Asylumfootball at gmail.com. It's just sports123 at gmail.com. You can check us out on AsylumFantasySports.com. That's where all the entire history of this pathetic podcast for about the last 10 years is kept. And you can listen to anything. You can go back five years when we were doing fantasy and figure out how brilliant we were. You guys do fantasy. We did. Oh, that's, that's amazing. And we're still experts, but we just don't cover it. <laughs> well, we, don't, don't want- we don't like to pat ourselves in the back all the time. You, you don't want to give all the tips and tricks out. Exactly. There's a lot more of those other gurus out there. But if you want the common sense stuff, come on to us. I like it. You know, there is actually some sporting news going on, Christian, and I don't even know where to start. You know, baseball's in quote-unquote full swing with the exception of the Florida Marlins. Marlins. And uh, we might as well just start with that. What do you think? I like it. Let's uh, Marlins, they got 16 players. Two staffers tested positive. Yeah. Um, suspended through Sunday. However, uh, Rob Ma- Man- Manfred, um, he doesn't see it as a nightmare, he said. No, he doesn't. But how does that affect the Florida Marlins, who they came in contact with before? It, and now these guys are playing ball, correct? Yep. Yep. So now we have to keep monitoring everyone that was in contact with the Florida Marlins previously. Going forward. Yeah, for whatever reason, the Marlins are the only ones making the news. But like you said, the Phillies were right in contact. With right. Them. So, But you don't hear anything about the Phillies. Unless they haven't had any positive tests. Yeah. And uh, apparently this is really ticking off the Reds. Um, they the couple of the coaches and staffers, I think the front office came out and said that it's ridiculous that other teams are getting hounded for testing and whatnot when uh, it wasn't them that were getting tested positive. It was the Marlins getting tested. So I don't know if Manfred's trying to crack down on everybody because the Marlins went out for a night on the town. And Well, if you're negative, who cares if you're getting tested? I don't, I don't get that. Why are you being angry about being tested? Well, I think people are upset with getting cotton swabs shoved shoved up their uh, sinus cavities. And I tell you what I'm upset about with the Cincinnati Reds <laughs> is I actually uh, on the there's a, there's a corporation out there used to be a, a sponsor of our old show that uh, you know you can actually invest in sports teams. Well, I've invested in the Cincinnati Reds actually they actually dumped a lot of money into some players this year. And their stock's going down. That tends to piss me off. <laughs> Understandably so. <laughs> and, and I'm not sure that they're really feeling the gravity of my situation, which is basically what I care about. Well, it's my understanding that 
the entire front office is a fan of 12-ounce sports. So, well, I would hope so. Who so isn't? I think you should voice that opinion loud, plant that flag in the ground, and tell them what's up. I think I just did. No, reiter- Get off your ass, start playing baseball. <laughs> there you go. You have, like, what, 55 games left, something like that. Yeah, I think 55. So 55. let's get moving. Let's go about 45 and 10, and we'll coast into the playoffs. And make you some money. And make me some money. But, I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, you know, we can kid and everything, but with this COVID thing, we have no idea what the ramifications are going to be. This stuff could start spreading, and, and teams are going to be testing positive. It's a big deal because if baseball tends to shut down, that's a big impact on football. And let's face it, that's that's the big one. That That, that is the big one. It, it is a full season scheduled um, with with actually the extended season and the expanded playoffs and everything starting to be implemented. You know, it, it's a real big deal. And, look, hockey and basketball, they're going to have their little – their playoffs and so forth, but they're playing in the bubble. Not that big of a deal. Baseball is really showing what's going on when you're out and about all over the place. And that's going to affect football, I think, because once you they're already predicting fall and winter. The crappy weather starts moving in. This stuff's going to start picking up again. Which, I don't know, I, I might be ignorant to it, but I haven't heard why. Like, why, when it becomes fall and winter, is when COVID is going to be ramping up? Like, I understand there's always the second wave of viruses and pandemics and all that, but they they're, they are specifying that it's November, December, into January. Like, Yeah, I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of that. I'm certainly not a doctor, but if it's... Okay, here, here's the thing. I mean, this kind of like segues into our next our next topic. There's already players that are afraid of this stuff. Yeah. And we've already had volunteer opt-outs. And actually, you have some other ones. But, I mean, some of the more, inconse- or more consequential ones, offensive lineman Andre Smith from the Ravens, he's opting out. Um, Devin Funches, I don't know how impactful that is, but with the lack of wide receiver weapons in Green Bay, that certainly impacts them. Uh, the Patriots, they're just dropping like flies. Dante Hightower, uh, Dan Vitale, Brandon Bolden. Um, who else was it? Patrick Chung also did. Yeah, it, it, Chung. I, yeah. That was just, I think, yesterday. Right. Uh, Anthony McKinney from the Titans, Chance Warmick from the Seattle Seahawks, and these are just the voluntary ones. Um, they're already talking about um, Michael Pierce from the Vikings. That says higher risk opt-outs, which I'm not real sure what that means. Like they're at a real high risk of opting out, or they already have. I don't know, real clear. I, I believe he opted out under the um, the high risk. He's just high risk. If I remember correctly, I think he had a heart condition. Right. But the high risk is the one where there's a pre-existing condition. Gotcha. So whether it be um, the heart conditions, uh, I believe there's somebody on the list, if I remember correctly, had is uh, prone to sickle cell. Um, There's cancer survivors. um, And then there's the ones where family members. Right. Gotcha. So... And then, and then one of the other higher name ones, Marquise Goodwin from the Philadelphia Eagles, wide receiver, he's opting out. So, you know, it's going to take its toll. We're just starting training camp right now. Yeah, right off the bat. And you're, I mean, not that I like to give the Patriots a tissue or anything, but, I mean, you're losing some big names there, some high-profile players. and um, But the, the interesting thing that comes from this is – what happens with that team's salary cap? Um, with the high risk, they're they're um, accruing season, they're accruing a season, but collect uh, three hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. Yeah, in a stipend that doesn't count as salary, apparently. Right. Yeah, it's it's outside of that, but it frees up that money. So they, from my understanding. Um, Hightowers, 
and Chung's and all these other Patriots players, like that money comes off the books. So that opens up that much more for a cap strapped team right. to go out and possibly pick up a big name, high profile player. Not to be named here, but Clowney. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he is one that's on everybody's list right now. And Devontae Freeman's another one. Yeah. Um, who's to say that a Delvin Cook or whoever may just decide to opt out? You know, Devontae Freeman, he's, he's right there. I'm not saying that he could fill in completely for some of these backs, but a lot of other ones, he's an upgrade. Yeah. I think so. So the one good thing that I noticed that came out of the uh, collecting collective bargaining agreement with this was that somebody like Dalvin Cook couldn't use the opt-out clause as like a negotiate negotiation tactic. Right. So if you opt out, you you aren't when I use the word accrue, that doesn't mean that you're getting this year on your contract. It's essentially extending your contract a year. So say your contract is from 2020 to 2022, you accrue a year. So you're now, your contract's now 2021 to 2023. So, right. I, I mean, they thought it out as far as that goes. Not that I'm saying Dalvin Cook should hold out or anything like that. And it's interesting that there's another story that came out, New York's jet safety Bradley McDougal, or yeah, McDougald recently spoke with Jadavian Clowney and claims that um, Clowney wouldn't mind signing a deal with New York. He says, I spoke to my boy um, at Clown, you know, his Twitter handle today, told me to tell the New York Jets to come and get him. Let's make it happen. And um, I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems interesting that Clowney wants to play for the New York Jets. <laughs> I, I, it, it, you would think that somebody of his caliber would be more interested in a team that has a legitimate shot at the title. But then again, New York, it's New York. It's high profile. It's big money. Yeah. And you know, he goes in there and signs a one year deal. You know, it's, it's tons of promotion because it's New York. Maybe that gets him a huge contract next year. Well, he's been, he, the reason he hasn't been so signed is he's been asking for around 17 mil. And there's nobody biting on that for him. No. So, you know, I think it's going to go to the highest bidder, obviously, because I think that's the way his mind works. I I don't really necessarily think that um, if the Patriots offered him 13 and picked the crummiest team you can think of, you know, offered him 17, he wouldn't take the 17. Wasn't the the Browns had the biggest offer out there at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, and for some reason he did not want to play for Cleveland. Um, I know Michael Thomas has been lobbying in New Orleans to pick him up as well. So I mean, I th- I think there's a big market for him, and it probably behooves him just to kind of bide his time, see how many people opt out, see what's going on, and um, free up some cap space. So I don't want to take anything away from Clowney. I think he's an amazing athlete, great football player. Like, I always say, like, an athlete as opposed to their position in certain circumstances, Cam Newton. Um, But Clowney, as far as it goes in the NFL, even in general, going back to college, what's the one thing that sticks out in your head with him? I think he is a big playmaker, but I don't think he is a difference maker. So I totally agree with that. Going, the reason why I brought it up was when I think of Clowney, I think of that insane hit when he was in well, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the college hit, of course. And it, I think it's kind of sad that everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people say that he didn't live up to that hype. I think he was. He's a fantastic, yeah, defensive player. the The man is a freak athlete, a pure athlete. Plays the game. Um, 
but everybody just looks back at that that one hit you know so yeah i agree i mean well look he's averaging just a shade over five sacks a year since he's come into the league he only has one pick in his entire career um but you know you can't necessarily hold that against him he's, he's a he's a rushing right you know force out there um but if you look at it, he hasn't played for bad teams either. No. This guy hasn't been stuck on crummy defenses. He played for the Texans, what, the first five years of his of his career, and then he moved to Seattle. And that's what sticks out to me. Well, that's the kind of player you would think would put a good defense yeah. over the top. And it never really seemed to happen in either one of the defenses yet. Well, I think when he came in and everybody was thinking of him, dare I say, being a tag team partner with J.J. Watt, like right. that, that was going to be unstoppable. And it wasn't unstoppable. It was it was very, very good. Borderline great. But, like, he never really stuck out as the player. Right. You know? Like I said, I'm not taking any, anything away from him. I think he's fantastic football player but you know just i yeah i agree I, 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 I don't know if he warrants that 17 plus million i agree 100 percent. and he's 27 he's right in the the prime i can see him signing just like you said a one-year deal if he behaves himself has a great year yeah he's going to get one of those big paydays but right now i think it's um Middle of the road right now. Yeah. I like, mean, that's how I see him. He, would I be upset if he threw on some black and gold? I mean, taking consideration positions with the players that we already have, it would be pretty awesome. But at the same time, you know, if he wants to sign with a rival, um, I remember there was talks of Baltimore. Yeah, cool. Go do your thing, man. Browns, sure, go do your thing. Yeah. So. Bengals. You never hear the Bengals being <laughs> being brought up, do you? No, no, you don't. <laughs> but yeah, those are just really those are two of the biggest names. Uh, Kleine, we mentioned, and Freeman. Yeah, uh, where they're going to land before this is all said and done? Because you know they're going to be somewhere. Obviously, I, I mean Freeman's. I, I kind of picture him being the one injury away. Like I, I don't see teams jumping out of their boots to go get him or more where I see Clowney being more teams being like yeah I think we can make this work and throwing offers out Freeman's like our number one running back goes down at practice no contact type of injury you know right as much as I like Freeman but I mean I just off the top of your head where could you see Freeman going as a number one, because I, <laughs> I mean, just going. Period. Honestly, with Tampa. I, I don't know. I think they're set. Like I think they like who they have, and if if they if they honestly thought that they had an issue, it would have been dealt with earlier. With you, Tom, would th- you would think so. But but the Jets have Bell. Yeah. The Bills are set. Patriots are not going to do anything. Um, See, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe with all these, uh, these opting out and the cap well, opening up. That aside, okay. Right now, okay. yeah. I mean, obviously, we 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 can't speculate on who's all going to be opting out. But I'm just kind of going down through the divisions and everything. Pittsburgh set, right? Baltimore set, mm-hmm. Cincinnati set, Cleveland set. Um, obviously, Tennessee, Indianapolis. Um, Jacksonville with Fournette. He's not going anywhere. Do you, um, do you think Freeman would be open to a committee? I mean, he came kind of at the end of his tenure with Atlanta. Like, coming. Well, he should it? be. He should be open to it, obviously, because there's more and more teams that are running back by committee instead of bell cow is using the air quotes yeah i mean you know adrian peterson and those kind of backs are going by the wayside um for the most part i mean you still have a few you know derrick henry and and so forth but 
Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly should be open to committee because that's probably the situation he's going to be landing in. Yeah, there's, there's one for you. How would you like to go back up uh, Derrick Henry? However, you look at Tennessee, they can't do that. They, they tried that, and it didn't right. work for Henry. He, he need, he's a 20-plus touch guy. Well, he has to. I mean, and that's the thing. That's one thing I've always hated against the, the running back committee type of thing, unless they're the more or less the scat backs and go out for passes and so forth. These guys need the reps, and the offensive line needs to have that consistent speed, whatever it is, whether it's a slow back or a fast back. They need to have that consistency back there because if you start swapping Derrick Henry with, say, uh, Darren Sproles, I mean, that, that throws timing of blocking off and so forth when the holes are hit and, and all that nonsense. And, you know, you go back to – you hate to go back to all the old time and everything, but, you know, when it was run heavy, that's what they did. I mean, those backs ran and ran, and there was a rhythm, and it picked up momentum as they went. And that, that's the type of back that Derrick Henry is, and Tennessee really can't get away from that. When, so when did that really start occurring? Like, What's I, that? The the change of pace backs and the running back by committees. and like I remember – man, I'm, I'm trying to remember – Really, in the last 10 years, really, if you think about it, because you go back to even the beginning of the 2000s, you still had the greatest show on turf. You had Edgar and James, Marshall Falk. Yeah, they were more versatile, catching passes and, and not as big bruising as some of the other backs. But you basically had a running back right. on every team. So, like, I'll date myself. I was born in 82, and I can remember. What a pup. <laughs> The youngest of the three here, but uh, well, two tonight. But yeah, um, going back, like I grew up with Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders, and like Barry Sanders was a god to me. Yeah, like, I, I remember growing up, and you were either an Emmett Smith fan or you're a Barry Sanders fan. I was Barry Sanders, and there's Walter Payton too. Yeah, Walter Payton and um, Christian Okoye. I, I kind of yeah. I, I gravitated to him. Not spelled the same, but you know. Yeah. Um, I know, and I mean, back in my day, it was Franco Harris, Earl Campbell, you know, and you had just these backs that ran. I mean, the Larry Zonkas and all them, I mean, they would just pound you into the ground. And we've had the conversation of Bo Jackson. Like, Bo Jackson. I remember because, you know, we're on the East Coast, we very rarely got to see him play regularly. But I only got to see highlights of him. Looking back and looking at statistics, like he was he was splitting carries. Like yeah. he he wasn't a primary back. And that man just he obliterated people. <laughs> yes, he did. He was he was a freak of nature. There's no question about that. He's one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And and it would have been interesting if he had stayed with football and was injury free. Yeah. So we kind of got all kinds of derailed there. Oh, that's what we did. <laughs> that's but, what we did. So, real quick, back to Freeman. What do you think? What do you think is a prime spot for him? Well, it's really it's really tough to figure out because there's not you know. Washington would be a good one. Washington. Oh, God. Fligger showed up. What's up, fellas? <laughs> anyway, Washington would be a good one, I think, because Stay I do, do not trust Geis. Oh. I do not trust Geis at all, his health. Um, he would be a great landing spot. However, it would be a poor situation for him. And, you know, we have this show. We're making Radio Gold. He comes in. Ruins everything. What would I ruin? Everything. The whole flow why, of the show. I don't know why he got up and ran off. Did I hurt? He has to get alcohol. Oh, all right. Because he can't stand the sight of you. <laughs> but uh, actually, Rick, just to fill you in, we were actually talking about what would be a prime landing spot for Devontae Freeman. And right now, I mean, I've landed on Washington because I don't trust Geis. And 
although they're a crummy team, they, they need a good running back. They'll misuse him brutally, though. They, they've got, what, eight guys in that room at this point. Uh, Devontae Freeman. L.A.? I think with the Rams might be a good LA spot is a for good him. one. Hadn't gotten that west. You're right. Not um, not a bad one there. But um, wouldn't hate him in Houston. Houston would be a good landing spot. I think. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go fantasy football. David Johnson, come on. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. I, yeah, I'm. <laughs> you, I'm, you I'm have buying in on Johnson. Bad. I'm buying in on Johnson. I mean, look, his only significant injury actually was what? A broken wrist. His wheels are fine. I just think he was not. He didn't fit. For some reason, he didn't fit that system. They didn't like him or they didn't want to use him. Um, I, I think he's going to be fine in Houston, quite frankly. Here's what it is. We'll see how he does in this Houston offense, right. right? David Johnson. I guess I changed the subject here, shocker. But we see how he does there. The problem is I almost feel like there has to be more than he didn't fit into the system in Arizona. You bring in a a coach who is creative offensively. You have a pass-catching, supposedly dynamic back in David Johnson, unless it was a personality thing and it could have been that. There's more to the story. David Johnson scares me. Like like he said, I don't want to get down the uh, fantasy road, but it just I'm I'm very very cautious with David Johnson down in Houston. Now it could be great. It, it could be. I mean, You're to right. your point, I feel like he's gotten somehow gotten an injury prone designation, but but somewhere along the line, I don't think Devonte Freeman. They're not going to be seeking a Devonte Freeman. Well, who's not seeking a Devontae Freeman? Everybody is. No, I mean, that's obvious they're not. And but we don't know who – With we've already covered before you came in slapping your hands and gums. I'm excited. That you didn't think I'd be here. You're we thrilled. didn't care if you were going to be what here. I, the biggest but shocker the is, is it looks like you're actually on the air. I'd have bet a lot of money against that. You have a but the point, now. <laughs> but the point is exactly. there's, there's already a lot of players opting out. We have no idea what the landscape's going to look like. And, you know, we talked about Clowney. We talked about Freeman. These are two of the biggest names. There's obviously going to be a job for them before the season starts. What about Chicago? You think he'd fit there? I hadn't thought of Chicago. He would fit, but, I mean, they already have Cohen and Montgomery. I mean, I, I don't see a big advantage of Freeman over Cohen obviously in the pass-catching department, and I don't really necessarily see him that much more in the running game over Montgomery. I was just thinking, like, he kind of seems to be the hybrid of the the two between Cohen and Montgomery, and I don't know. I, you're... But it goes back to our previous discussion, this damn running back by committee that everybody seems to adopt and is in love with. Yeah, I mean – Prime example right now, Denver. Like, right. You got two running backs that got you through last season. Hey, why not? We'll add Melvin Gordon. I mean, get Philip Lindsay really butt hurt in the process. <laughs> right. But maybe they'll bring in Freeman. It would it would make sense. But at this at this point in time, though, I mean, Melvin Gordon is here where Freeman's down here in their same points of their, you know in the point of their career and for those of you in radio land rick is holding one hand high <laughs> and one hand lower exactly i mean i think they know that they, well, they, i don't I, they, they, they can't see you if only we had video can we get to the most important point we I, are trying to get... i found out something here Uh-oh. our producer alejandro xavier finkelstein the sixth <laughs> as i pull in late but heroically nonetheless is driving a station wagon. It, lo- it looks like Chevy Chase from that vacation movie out there in the parking lot of the studio, and I demand an explanation. I'm not going to lie. That was the greatest compliment you've ever given me. That you're driving a station wagon? No, Chevy Chase. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm just stunned I remembered. Hey, it, it's a great I'm surprised you actually saw the, a movie. Well, I probably <laughs> never saw it the whole way through, but it's literally on four times a day every day of the week. So uh, it is 100% a grocery getter and fuel efficient. Ugh, fuel efficient. Is this a hippie thing for you? Is that what it is? Well, I mean, I got a beard and we talked about a coffee shop earlier. You missed it. <laughs> what happened to my airways? We talked about a coffee shop? 
I didn't. Oh, okay. So I you just let so you let this ne'er do well come in off the streets and dominate the airways. A coffee, with coffee shop talk? to me is you walk into sheets and you pour pour one in a styrofoam cup and walk I out. Still can't drink coffee. I can't get a taste for it. I feel like as a forty year old man, I should drink coffee, but I can't. When I was a young buck, what last week? Last week, <laughs> comparatively, I, I, I skipped coffee and went straight to cappuccino. Then I gave it up because, you know, guts and whatnot. And then came along this, this, I think they call it offspring. And I was getting three to four hours of sleep a night. So coffee became my best friend. Funny story about cappuccino. This just made me, he said sheets and you said cappuccino and something from my high school days just came screaming back at me. So for those of you who don't know, who aren't in Pennsylvania, essentially, what a sheets is, it's a gas sheets station. Sheets down in North Carolina. It is. They there's a few. Everywhere. There's sheets is not out west. place on earth. Not out west. No, I don't think there's Not any. in France. We know that. So anyhow. For, it, for the radio listeners, uh, <laughs> Mr. Briggs was Throwing his hands up in the air. Yeah, you're very passionate about very sheets passionate. locations for whatever reason. So, yeah, you know, it's a gas station. I don't you know? think about sheets, all right? I only, love it. Only in this, the trashiest state in the Union, Pennsylvania, would also the finest dining in the state be this gas station. So it's got all the coffee, anything you could imagine, anything fried you could imagine to eat, made to order. It's really unbelievable. So I remember in high school, same thing. I was thinking I should be drinking coffee, didn't like it. So they had the little machine. It was just cappuccino. It, it was like it was to cappuccino what Rick is to broadcasters. It was like pert near, you know what I mean? And so I've been there every day. I'm Top getting of the line, I, buddy. Yeah. And I think, boy, I really like cappuccino. Man, I really like it. So I go, I was at a restaurant or a coffee shop. Hold on a minute. Not even me. You're jumping ahead. So I'm at a restaurant or a coffee shop or one. I mean, one you time. just crucified Jesus. him for talking about a coffee Listen, shop. I'm getting to a point here. And a point you'll like. It makes me look stupid. This is what you like to have. So after doing this day after day, week over week, month over month on my way to school drink, drinking my cappuccino, I end up in a real coffee shop or restaurant. Real, real quick question. All right. And this is on topic. What, what flavor? French vanilla? I don't, again, the, Perfect. We're, we're getting to the point here. So, I'm starting to like Rick's side of the story better. You're, you're discussing flavors of right. this crap. So I'm in for the 11th time. I'm in a restaurant or a coffee shop. and I, I like cappuccino. I'm going to order that. So I drank it, or tried, and spit it out. It was disgusting. I'm like, how can I the gas station cappuccino be this much better? So it's in my head the next time I'm in there, I take a look. Here the cappuccino machines and the hot chocolate machines were one and the same, and I'd been drinking hot chocolate this whole time, and I didn't like cappuccino. I had no idea. Thought I was getting all this coffee. Thought I was silly. Nope, just drinking hot chocolate. I don't know how we got there, but... Uh, because you walked in. We have been staying on topic the whole damn show. You walk in, clap your hands, slap your gums, and it just goes off the rails. Well, listen, now that's... we know the culprit of the whole chaos that is the show. But think about it, that is good radio. We somehow got from Devontae Freeman to Finkelstein driving a grocery getter to cappuccino to hot chocolate in 10 minutes that's brilliant radio between briggs and i we had 13 pages of notes oh sorry well you guys go ahead i gotta but, go no, get no, a pet no, but this. to bring everything down from that high note of sheets and cappuccino i didn't think of dana stubblefield oh man you know yeah. convicted of rape convicted too convicted yeah not not accused he is convicted of rape and apparently um, I, I, you know, you just even hate, this is back, what, five years ago. I didn't realize, I don't remember him being arrested. I don't a, know if I missed it or just 31 forgot. A 31-year-old um, woman that had developmental disabilities that he lured into the house promising a babysitting job or whatever. I mean, good God. But, and apparently, like, she left. He called her back, like, had the interview to do the babysitting job she left called her back to like offer her the job and that's when all this went down like 
Apparently, at gunpoint, I mean, it's he's going away for a long well, time. And, as he should. Good Lord. Oh, yeah, like, no doubt. Like, the details of this, like, if you really get into the, the court reporting, it, it's real bad. Like, not saying that rape or any of his charges are light, but when you get into it, like, it's, it's really messed up. Was it? Was it? There something with Aaron Hernandez similarly running around a trailer park doing something like this or so? You remember that? There was something about that. Was it Aaron Hernandez or was some? No, uh, Kellen Winslow. Kellen, Kellen, yeah, Kellen Winslow. Oh yeah, he got convicted of rape too, yeah. I believe. Yes. I if it's a CTE thing, who knows? Yeah. Or he's just a scumbag. I was say, <laughs> Either way, Winslow was kind of crazy. Yeah, I think he ended up being. Yeah, I, I tend to go Cocoa with the scumbag thing, quite frankly, but. Um, like, uh, Hockey yeah. comes up, baby. Ooh. The playoffs starting this weekend. You know, did you watch any of that? Uh, we, they uh, aired locally the Penguins Flyers scrimmage preseason game, whatever you want to call it, yesterday afternoon. Did you happen to watch any of it? I did not. I, I actually missed that. I wanted to see some of that because they said they were actually playing a lot of their players, which kind of disturbed me in, in a way. I mean, look, when, when people are, are injured – like, like if Sid's injured or whatever, they, they don't send him down to the minor leagues and play scrimmages till he's ready. I mean, he just – he practices till he's 100% and he plays the game. I mean, this is this is playoff hockey, man. I mean, you can't afford to lose somebody in some stupid scrimmage. I think you got to get your legs stretched at speed, though. And I have a feeling if it's Sidney Crosby and Sidney Crosby says, I'm playing in this but scrimmage, Sidney Crosby about to play. plays in this. So – I think it's a lot of that. So anyhow, so I, I recorded it, and I watched it last night, and I found it. Maybe I'll get used to it. I, I've noticed I've had no problem with NASCAR easily, obviously, the PGA with no fans. Baseball was a little weird the first inning or two. I've got it. Especially gotten, the smiling catchers and everything. See, that, that's <laughs> that stupid. So I've gotten cheesy. used to the empty stadium. They've done a good job with the crowd noise. Right. If you listen to one on the radio, when I was coming home last night, I was listening to the Pirate game on the radio. You wouldn't know the difference. Right. They did an ex. What's well, easier to do on radio, but they've done an excellent job. It was really, really off-putting, the hockey with nobody in the building. Just the you'd think you'd like it, but if, if you've ever been in a hockey arena for a high school game or something, and all the banging and the noise the skates make, and it on when a goal was scored, it was really noticeable. And I've noticed that with the NBA kind of trial games they've been playing here, that basketball and hockey seem to be the two that least work. And, and I wonder going in the play. Obviously, I'm still going to watch it. Really, really off putting to me. It, it was hard to watch with nobody in that building. I agree. I mean, it's just like click, clack, click, clack, right, bang, yeah. bang, click, clack. Hockey it, it, makes awful noises. <laughs> it really does. I hate it. Yeah, there's a lot of bad noises in hockey. But, um, you know, now that the NHL playoffs are getting ready to start Saturday and Sunday, we have the Rangers against the Hurricanes. We have the Blackhawks and the Oilers. We have Florida versus the Islanders, Montreal and Pittsburgh. Winnipeg and Calgary. That's on Saturday. The Sunday lineup is Arizona, Nashville, Philadelphia, Boston, St. Louis, Colorado, Columbus, Toronto, and Minnesota, Vancouver. Well, I tell you what, you go back when they were still playing hockey, you look at some of these teams, the Montreals and the Vancouvers, you never dream about them being in the in the playoffs going into into April, but after all of this COVID and everything, they expanded them. And, you know, some of these teams can be dangerous. I mean, it's going to be a series. You better be on your toes. It doesn't really matter who you're playing. Well, especially these kind of first initial runs with it being best of five. I think this is always the case, almost always the case in the playoffs. But this time, with this weird nonsense, more than ever, this is all going to be about a hot goalie. Somebody's going to catch fire, and that's who's going to win yep. the Stanley Cup because everybody's kind of back in the same boat, this weird layoff. You don't know how guys are going to react to it. This is going to be all about goaltending, which I think eliminates – when you look in the Eastern Conference, which is where most of my knowledge is because we can't watch the Western Conference anymore, 
I think this eliminates both Washington and the Penguins at that point. I, I guess any goalie can get hot, but when, when I look at the goalie situations in both places, both kind of playing two guys, both can't sort of decide. I think this doesn't bode well, especially in this first round in five-game series for good teams with bad goalie situations. Yeah, this isn't um... – the, the, like you said, those teams that you just brought up, this isn't the old Colorado Avalanche where they had Patrick Waugh as your goalie. And, oh, by the way, we have Craig Billington to back him up yeah. in case something happens. Or Tom Brass or, or Tom Brass and Ken Reggett. Exactly. Winning. This is, we're not really sure who we want to play. And yeah, they're it, both pert near, but not plum. I'm going to take a guess at yeah, which one you're can not stop confuse, six today. You're not going to confuse any of them with Patrick Wall. Exactly. You know, as simple as that. But, yeah, it, it's a dangerous situation if neither one of these guys really come out, as you say, they're, they're pert near. But if they don't come out hot, I don't care if you're playing Montreal, if you're playing Washington. If this team starts putting pressure on the guy and he's not performing – you could lose a series real quick. But somebody somewhere is going to get hot, and that's sure going to be your are. Stanley Cup champ. Maybe you, know, you get a more normal series when you get to the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final, but through this first, whatever they, they're calling this first round, because not all the teams are playing in it, these five right. games, and then what would truly be the first round. I'm, the NHL is always like this, right? It's the only league where if an eight beats a one, you don't even look up. It's just this it's happens. Normal, right. You know what I mean? But more than ever right now, I would think. I'd, who knows? Going to be a lot I'm of I have a hard upsets. time watching with all the terrible grinding noises that There's hockey There's going to be a lot makes, of though. upsets. There, re- oh, there really yeah. are. And, um, you know – it's a shame because we saw last year at the end of January, St. Louis Blues were the worst team in hockey and they ended up winning the cup. You don't have that. It's going to be just like you said. It's not a team that has evolved into chemistry and playing well consistently game after game after game. It's going to be a goalie that's not giving up anything for a few games. Simple as that. Well, and I worry to to make this a complete homer segment because that's really all I paid attention to NHL-wise. I really worry about the Pittsburgh Penguins because for the last, even the two years they won the Stanley Cup and the last couple subsequent years where they've been contenders, they have been pathetic until February. Pathetic. You wonder if they're going to make the playoffs, and then they go they're, they're right. a, hard out in the playoffs because of who they are. You don't have that kind of time now. The playoffs start now, but they start notoriously slow. So Yeah, exactly. It's I think kinda, I'm, I'm taking Montreal over Pittsburgh. That's like, my uh, one prediction. Kind of like baseball, if you think about it, with the 60-game season. You look at the Dodgers, this is a notoriously slow-starting team, and then right. they make that surge towards the end. They just don't have that luxury right now. So, yeah, I mean, it, you're going to see upsets galore in these first couple of rounds of the hockey playoffs, no doubt about it. Well, Christian, did you die or did you just uh, quit talking? You lose interest? What? I was really hoping you wouldn't say anything because as we established last episode, I'm all in on hockey and I do not want to jinx this. So I, I did. There's no such thing as a jinx. So what are you talking about? Oh, I believe in a jinx. Well, you, you don't believe, believe in, in a ghosts. Jinx? You're an idiot. Well, ghosts are real, first of all. Well, he wins this one. The thing so, is, uh, no, this, this is going to be once we go video. The, 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 we're, we're, we're going to go video here soon. We're also going to branch out. I think probably next spring when the weather's good, we're going we're gonna to get some ghost hunting equipment. Oh, and yeah. we can yeah. make ghost hunting videos. Oh. I think this would be just because we're going to have our own channels and everything, so we might just throw everything out there. And we can go stay in some old house and, and – Film ghosts. What are you going to do when and you I'll find sh- one? And then I'm all not this going to. BS I'm going to laugh at you two. All these years is proven wrong. I'm just going to laugh at you two. Simple what? as that. I'm okay with that. Actually, mm. I'm not going to lie. I could tell you a story. Oh, would you be interested? I do. In I do story? like when Rick Briggs tells a story. Yes, <laughs> so, so, I told you this story once let, before, Rick, but let, I never told Christian. Let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit prior to the show. There was there was a uh, a meeting of the minds, if you will, and uh, what smells like burnt hair down here. Uh, no, it was before we were even here. Oh. Um, where we we kind of set Mister Briggs up to run with something 
this is one of those times like you it's like an alley-oop you just throw it up there softballs man get him wound up and then let him go now let me ask before you start yes if everybody remembers last week and if you haven't heard last week's show shame on you go back and listen to it unlike last week are you going to tell this story in order or are you going (laughs) to go beginning no this racist end and then middle context this is an honest to god story okay i never knew that dyslexia (laughs) was verbal i thought it was only like when you were reading and in paragraph form <laughs> sorry tell your one story. thing the three one thing the three of us have in common is oral diarrhea well yeah factually accurate yes we've got microphones <laughs> exactly but this is an honest to god true story no exaggeration this is true and this is talking this is in on topic with you guys so you're ghosts. making an argument for our ghosts. with your ghosts okay i'm not sure how i got lumped into the ghost thing but i'll run with it all you have to do is sit there silently like you normally do <laughs> <laughs> all right and listen so when you hopper. give a producer a microphone <laughs> yeah. he goes all wild that's what, that's what happens all of a sudden he thinks he runs a damn place <laughs> he could have it this shit stinks <laughs> anyway this is honest to god true story my sister passed away in 1988 from leukemia, okay? My, it has nothing to do with, you know, you're looking like that was some weird statement. No, but, like, that just took a, a turn real quick. But I, go ahead. I want to tell you a story. It wasn't an odd statement. This kind of prefaced the story, okay? Okay. My daughter was born in 1992. Okay. We named my daughter after my sister, okay, who had passed away four years before. Now, I was working. I I didn't witness this, but my wife told me all this. And I'm going to guess it must have been around 94, something. My daughter was like two, maybe three, something on that, that order. And my wife would put her down for naps and this, that, and the other. And she would hear her talking. Okay? Just keep on talking. So anyway, after a while, she was doing her thing with the daughter or whatever, you know, getting her up and changing clothes and this, that, and the other. She goes, I heard you talking and so forth, you know. Who was you talking to? I was talking to Aunt Connie, which was my sister's name. Who she'd actually never met. Never, never met. I did the math. No pictures. Right. No, we we don't. You've been to our house. <laughs> no pictures anywhere, right? Okay. So, so my wife didn't really say a whole lot, you know. But then, kind of another time, it was the same thing, you know. Well, who do you, you know, what do you talk about? Oh, she reads me books, okay, and and tells me things. He says, well, what's she look like? Well, you know, she's long hair, blah, 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 you know. So my wife decided, well, this this is kind of strange. So she got some pictures. And she got a picture of a friend of hers who's also named Connie, a picture of my sister, and a couple other, you know, random relative pictures. And a grapefruit. No, no, no grapefruits. Uh-huh. My my daughter was intelligent. She couldn't be fooled by fruit like uh-huh. you. Well, okay. So fruit can look like people, so, but I don't want to get anyway. The, you can't do that, Christian. Anyway, she started going through the pictures, and there's a picture of my sister that we did have that when when she was in the service, and um or or working, I guess actually as a physical therapist at the time, and and she had real long hair, and. She went through, no, that's not it, no. Oh, yeah, that's her. She goes, except her hair is white now. You know, my wife's like, are you sure? Oh, yeah, that's her. Well, then how can you not believe? Just saying, that's a story. (laughs) True story. Just saying. Just saying. I'm telling you, this happens, and kids are beacon for this stuff. I had a similar situation with my daughter. I don't know if I told you this when you told me this story the first time. It was very similar. My daughter was about the same age, and she had this imaginary friend named Sally. 
And Sally had two parents that her parents were doctors. All right. And the one was still alive. And I think the mother was dead. Well, the mother who is dead happens to be the woman who is, well, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm leaping ahead here. So now, Sally, now you're talking about talking, it's telling a story in order. You settle <laughs> down. Right, let's get moving. You settle down. So Sally come hang straight, out with her it. and tell her about the parents. And the, her mother was killed in a car wreck when they were both doctors. Well, it just so happens that the people that owned the land that the development my house is in, the original owners of the land were two doctors. One's still alive and is still a doctor in town here. And the wife, who the street that I live on was named off after, has died in a car accident. Now, to what I could find, they didn't have a kid named Sally, so I don't know where the hell Sally came from, unless we didn't know about Sally. But this stuff happens. Kids are beacon for I this. I think Sally was made up. Believe in See, it. It's not right. It's not a real story. How can you tell that story up. you told and then mock us for believing in ghosts? Because I, did, I, I saw no fake names in my story, but I saw them in yours. I but, but shot holes right. in yours. So fine. What, what, what's up with your story then? I don't know. We're going to ghost hunt and we're going to find one and you're going to apologize on these airwaves. So, so I'm just... Oh, I tell you what. We, we film what we won't have to apologize because we'll be famous. Because, you know, all, all these ghost hunters <laughs> there, they have these little green lights and they walk around and go, Huh, what was that? What was that? Oh, yeah, boy, there was a ghost over there. That's but they never see anything. It's electromagnetic energy. Oh, yeah, they got some little gizmo that cost $39.95 <laughs> with a couple of lights on it. Oh, yeah, there's something over there. Well, nobody said ghosts were sophisticated. You can find them with cheap equipment. That's a good thing. <laughs> but I will say, oh, all right. I will say, you ever go, and, I, and I'm being dead serious, you ever go to, like, Gettysburg? During, like, the 1st of July when the battle happened. Buddy, I tell you what, you can stand there, and, I mean, the hair in the back of your neck will stand up. I mean to tell you, it, there's some energy at that place. I've had friends tell me that, like, they've gone not knowing that it's that time, like, not historical. Right. Anyways, and they come back telling stories of, I felt like somebody bumped into me. Yeah. and I, I have. It, oh. Do uh, you believe in ghosts? <laughs> I believe in spirituality, yes. Well, yeah, it's not Casper floating around. That's nonsense. But Wait. I think this Wait, what Casper, the friendly ghost. He's That's not a, real. No, no, he was a he was a cartoon. Son of a. <laughs> but and this sounds like some hippie cosmos BS, and I, I hate that. But I do think you know when people leave. You leave behind a certain amount of energy, and certain areas and objects and things absorb energy, and you can feel that energy anyhow. And we probably misinterpret it as you know, guys with no feet floating around going woo. You know that that's not necessarily the case. I wonder if they do go woo, Rick Flair. <laughs> yeah, woo. Oh, that would be an awesome ghost. <laughs> yeah. When something happens to Ric Flair, we're ghost hunting him because I want to get it. They call them EVPs. I want an EVP of woo. Now, oh. that would be good. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, you know, that would be the ultimate ghost, Ric Flair. Three o'clock in the morning. Woo! Rick, go to bed. <laughs> Enough. Yeah, yeah, damn it. So Three I just, in the morning, not the afternoon. I just want to note that somehow we went from the NHL playoffs to Ric Flair ghosts in and Seven not, minutes. I've been not, watching the clock. And he's not even dead. Yeah, he's not no. dead yet. <laughs> the, the the Grim Reaper has been trying for years. <laughs> yeah, he just won't give up. Well, his, his... I mean, he's been after Keith Richard for years and years, and he he just, I think I think Keith Richard may get him. Ric Flair, girlfriend or wife? Like the twenty eight year old. I think he's married oh. now. So she got COVID. He didn't. Really? Really? Like. Huh. Well, it's Ric Flair. It's the nature boy. He's, he's immune. Yeah, it's the nature boy. Now, like we talked about him at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> seven, well, I'll tell you what, we, where we can go. Well, Rick wants to talk sports now. <laughs> we I, were I, doing good. I like yeah. baseball. We already covered baseball. I had like him going for ten or fifteen minutes on baseball. Oh, do you get him mad about baseball? No, no he was. We're just talking oh. about oh, the, the impact of COVID 
how what's going on with Florida, how it, it could spread to some of these teams like the Phillies and so forth they had contact with. Did any of the Phillies end up testing Indirectly, it could certainly oh, con- we impact about. the football season, which is the main thing well, yeah. that we're really Here's what's going to happen, because what they're postulating, and I believe this is true. Good word. I, I know. I like yeah, it. I couldn't spell it. But can't is say too often. one of the Marlins or a couple of the Marlins, when they were in Atlanta playing a preseason game, went out looking for skeezers one night and came back and gave the COVID. This, I think, lends an argument to running past somebody is not going to give them the COVID. Chasing skeezers and then hanging out in a small clubhouse, that's what's going to give it to you. So if somehow we can eliminate skeezers from the NFL, which is going to be hard, if we can eliminate them, we'll be fine. Where it's not going to work is college football, because college football is ripe with skeezers, and it's going to be a problem. Mr. Briggs, do you know what a skeezer is? No. Perfect. Okay. Carry on. Uh, a a woman of ill repute. A skeezer. Yeah. It's not always limited to women. Also known as a cricket. You can go out on a cricket caper. I've heard that before. I don't know. That I, might be misogynistic, though. That's I, about I the know. noise I, they I'm, make when they get together in I'm groups. Not, it sounds like crickets. I'm, I'm, I'm not into these kind of oh now you're above and beyond this all of a sudden after what you said on these airwaves last week i am don't don't you jump in there beard man no 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 no. we had we had an in-depth conversation about what happened last week and how there should be a fact check to the fact check i have no idea what you're talking about we we talked about having a sock alexis update every week yeah, I think we just avoid that topic from here on out. But from now, I always thought crickets were just like fish bait. Well, that, that's what I use them for. It's also a sport. Cricket's a sport. Do you have any understanding of cricket? They'll throw it on at like 3 in the morning on like FS1 every night. It looks fascinating. Well, that's kind of slayed no... way over there, and it's way over in there. the morning. <laughs> for, for everybody, Rick pointed east. <laughs> Actually, that was north. But anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing with me. I think you're so, right. Um, I, I've tried to watch. You know, you guys can gang up on <laughs> all you want, but I'll hold my own against you two morons any day. I, I've tried to watch cricket, and I got really into it after watching King Ralph, if anybody remembers that. Never mind. No, yeah, not me. Anyways, so I think it was about two weekends ago, my nephew started explaining how they are playing, I think it's... How's he say it? 2v2 cricket. Okay. And he's explaining it to me, and I'm like, it's it's actually kind of making sense now. But their field is, like, is it's baseball-esque, but the dimensions are more skewed. Now, why is it sometimes they take a normal hack at it like I'd expect to see, and other times they like basically bunt it? Apparently cricket is like chess where you actually have to have like a strategy to playing for up to three days you have to play for three days sometimes the games go on for like ever that's awful so it's like you, the goal isn't just to score the most runs or whatever they call them you can uh, well, he thinks he fancies himself a chess expert so he's all butthurt that you've compared <laughs> cricket to chess no, I just Yes, we all have chess on our computer. You're better at it than we are. Congratulations. I'm just laughing at the whole aspect of cricket, bouncing a ball across the they have a square club and they try to hit it. I believe they call that a wicket, do they not? No, wicket. No, wicket's behind. Yeah. That's the wicket's behind it there. What's that thing for? What's the wicket for? If the And why do they say sticky they, wicket? I say it all the time and don't, I don't know what it means. Don't isn't it something if you hit it? Yeah, or, or, like, if they miss the ball, but the ball hits the wicket, it's some special score or something happens, I right? I believe they score. Yeah. It's like a defensive score. Yeah, it's, it's, like actually, a a, it's actually part really? of the game, yeah. Really? Sounds exhausting. So, if you got, like, Babe Ruth up there, yeah, swing away. But if you got Ichiro, like, to defend the So, wicket. what's to be gained? Is it the same thing? You just try to beat the ball to first base? Kind of like, it, and it doesn't seem there's any walls. Like they whack it, and it no, just goes on forever, like well, in bad little league fields. That, that's kind of the thing with the field being skewed. Is if you go to quote unquote right field, it's shorter. But if you go to left field, it's like 500 feet away. So huh. it's the opposite of Fenway. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. Well, <clears throat> well, it's kind of strange, though. Hey, since I'm and sitting I'm in sure the producer's that... chair, we got less than a oh, minute left. Hey, since we're probably going to have to do a hard out, let's talk about Viagra. Yeah, let's. <laughs> what now? Oh, man, my notes are let's. all Let's. Let's do it. Come on. All you right. got a minute? Viagra. Uh, Chad Ochocinco said, I took Viagra before every game, and people thought they'd stop me. If my stat line was bad, I wasn't covered. The pass was just incomplete. So, a la Roger Clemens, Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco Johnson, was uh, all hopped up on Viagra, the little blue pill. Yeah, who'd have thought? Who I didn't know that was a – well, I knew it was a performance enhancer, but not a performance not football enhancer. enhancer. All right, hit the out music there. Come I, on. I don't know where the out music oh, is. The one that says close. Oh. This is our producer. We'll wait. Yeah, I just had to tell my producer how to produce. <laughs> you hit the wrong button. Oh. And now time's up. So, hey, until next time, we'll see you. <laughs> what a disaster. <laughs> Just about that action, Hawks. But this is the year he finally puts it together. It isn't he sucks. For the record, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.